God. For the love of God. What the hell is wrong with you people? Oh, my God. Sweet Jesus. You, I can try. Got a whole 13-minute break, and look at y'all. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can hear you, Travis. Mm-hmm. What's up, Travis? Mm-mm-mm. You got it right? You got your comfortable, Chris? You good? Nicole's you there, buddy? Hey, Did you hear what you were looking for? Travis. Travis, can you hear me? Travis, can you hear Dr. Ed? Oh, I can hear Dr. Ed. Oh, oh. hey, I was in the room and I was listening to your, you know, your speech. Mm-hmm. And you want, you want 25, right? For reparations? $25. Oh well, I thought you meant twenty-five. I was gonna say there's. I, I cover everybody. In, I cover everybody in the room. All right. Oh, there it is. I think we've got it all. Oh, look at that chin. Look at that. He's like. Oh. Oh, that's all it took. That's all it took. Everybody done? Yeah, okay, he's back. Travis, did you get a message over break? Yeah, yeah, Tommy, I got your two dollars and fifty freaking cents. Well, and then I think you sent it to me in Bitcoin. So I'm <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh no. Okay. You have Bitcoin. Right. Oh my god. Oh, I don't remember that. When you guys act like things. I don't have hitters in St. Louis. I could just pick up a phone, one phone call, boom, uh-huh. that's it. What do they do? I was. What happens when request. you make that call? He'd probably egg your car. <laughs> Are those the Jewish kids that you beat in basketball? Yeah, they owe me. <laughs> <laughs> My car already has like everything on it. That's yeah. fine. Okay. Yeah, smoothie. Doctor Ed, it's great to see you. Uh, Doctor Ed, I don't know if you knew this, but we went blues. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Doctor Ed was that. at the at the parade. He says he he's really happy for Brett Hall. Yeah, good luck in rehab. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 damn. Was uh, Dr. Was, Ed, did you take the family down for the parade? I was there with my daughter and her boyfriend. Yeah. Nice, nice. How was it? Did you get a chance to uh, get get a few champagne showers in? No, we were we got there late, so we were kind of in the back. But you know, it was it was fun to see everybody. You know, see them celebrating. You know, it would have been fun to see. You know, talk to some of the blues that I you know that I know, that I've met over the years, but. But yeah, it, you know, it was good for the city. You know, I'm really happy. Isn't it weird that we like can't bitch about the blues anymore? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. It's one less thing you have to talk about. <laughs> That's very true. Chris, are you okay? Are you comfortable there, Chris? Did you get your little cushion seat? Did you? You doing better over there, buddy? No. Doing great. Happy to be here. Uh, as far as the uh, is the parade. <laughs> no, <he's not>. <laughs> <laughs> As far as the parade went, how many, uh, can, do we say over or under 10 people passed out in the street whenever you were down there? Uh, it was pretty close. To, well, if you could consider the ones that are like were on their way out. <laughs> <laughs> on their way down. Like, yeah, te- teetering so much that they were going to fall over soon. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, it was close to 10. <laughs> That's a good number. Yeah. Uh, did you have to stop and administer any help to uh, animals that were uh, too drunk at the parade? No, no. I, I was seeing a lot of animals that I wish people hadn't brought to the parade. That's what I would think, too. Yeah. And that guy from Barstool with that damn chinchilla running around everywhere, I was like, how long until a, a, a Lenny-type child 
snaps the chinchilla's neck because it's too strong. Like what? That's what I thought about too. It was like that that's, thing's gonna go shooting off into a crowd. I that's think that dark. Mm. I think that thing's so famous. I don't think he's gonna let anybody touch it. Yeah, oh, man, yeah. he's just running around everywhere. So yeah, so uh, we did have Doctor Ed down at the parade. Uh, worth the wait? You mean like fifty-one years? years? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad, you know. I'm glad I got to see it in my lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. And you screaming at the uh, Bruins players whenever you were a kid. Yeah. It all paid yeah, off. Nine years old, yeah. yeah. Who was that again? Derek Sanderson. <laughs> nice. Smoking cigarettes <laughs> in even, St. Louis. He even said it still with that tone in his voice. Derek Sanderson. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> your longtime mortal enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Sanderson. He's going after his uh, his grandchildren and his kids and everybody else <laughs> to get even. Uh, when Dr. Ed comes in, we uh, we play dogs on film. I'm sure we've got a great one today. I want to tell you about Hillside Animal Hospital first, and Dr. Ed can advise us really quick on some things happening. We have another blood drive coming up in July. I've signed up. Good got deal. a few spots open. You guys, it's super easy. You show up, Hillside Animal Hospital's Facebook page. There's links all over it. You can go and you just pick a time. You walk onto a, a bus. Some nice women clean you up, uh, your arm up. They uh, knock it out super fast. You're in and out of there under, I want to say under half an hour. So it's, uh, it's not a huge commitment. And uh, you can go, you can uh, save some lives and help out hillside with that also if you have pets in need of care obviously we uh, take our animals to hillside animal hospital website hillsideanimalhospital.net anything we need to know uh that we haven't covered in recent uh, appearances that uh, may need something that popped up recently yeah we had an interesting case i mean it, um, a client came in and says that his dog is suffering from what he called mild separation anxiety you know it's a new dog and he has, he's creating it now and he comes home and the dog is like covered in saliva mm -hmm. and there's saliva all over the floor of the of the cage that the dog's in and the owner was like oh well you know it's not that big a deal well you know i kind of think that it is i mean the dog obviously is it's not severe like separation anxiety where he's tearing things up and being destructive but that dog's obviously suffering from anxiety mm -hmm. and there are a lot of things that we can do for cases like that right i mean really simple things not even you know some things that even aren't pharmaceuticals that can really have been proven to help so and, and the same thing goes for dogs who have you know thunderstorm you know storm phobia storm mm -hmm. anxieties loud noises fireworks you know, there are a lot of, of things, a lot of interventions that we can do. And again, I'll stress, not all of them are drugs or pharmaceuticals. You know, it's not just about sedating the dog. It's about calming their anxieties. Mm -hmm. My bulldog yeah. has Keep that, an eye on that anxiety, like the separation anxiety. I mean, how does it manifest? What is he, is he destructive or does he uh, pee he around the house? Or No, or? he chews and then he licks. And then when I get home, he will slam his head against me and won't let me move. Yeah, see, we can oh. we can help that. Yeah, that's that's I mean, how he, must, he does He probably that. knocks you over, doesn't he? When he does yeah, that. no, he does. <laughs> that's right kind here. of what uh, the ass cat does to me. Like, like he's really a jerk to me. But then when I get home, as soon as I'm standing in the living room, as soon as I come in the door, like he's rubbing on the leg, but not like you know, really wanting to be petted or anything. It seems more like, hey, I'm here. I'm not letting you go anywhere. And then like, just kind of brush against me. And then I'll try and walk one way, and he'll follow me real quick and brush against me again. And then if I'm not paying attention to him, he does this thing where he falls to his side and, like, wow. <laughs> and then just, I'm like, what do you want from me? You treat me like shit, whatever. And then, you know, and then this happens. 
Well, you know what he's doing when he's rubbing his face on you? He's marking you. Mm. <laughs> Is he really? Yeah, seriously. He's marking that you're okay. You're his property. Yeah. We've uh, found recently with Bam. <laughs> now that it's nicer out, if we take him for a walk as soon as we get home, he feels a little bit better. Well, of course. And he doesn't lick or... I was going to say, if, if tiring him out has to be a, a, a very effective way to start Well, yeah, it's all about, start it. all about attention, too, you know. I yeah. mean, yeah, separation anxiety can be treated. I mean, it, it definitely can be treated. But, I mean, any, a, any anxiety is still anxiety. You right. You know, there are differing degrees, of course, but, you know, but... It's not just going to go away. Yeah, you don't want to ignore it. Just think about when you're anxious, you mm-hmm. know. I'm anxious right now. Can you guys tell? Yes. Mm. Mm. Ah. I can see it in your eyes. Yeah, I, I mean, can tell. I mean, just look at Travis. I mean, look how anxious he is. <laughs> Travis, do you uh, do you know what it's like for a pet to love you, or have they always just kind of avoided you? How does that work? So sad. Sounds this like you have you pet birds. This is this is so sad. I just told you about the rats that I raised when I was growing up. That's I'm sorry. I forgot about, I I about that already. Yeah, you didn't hear that, Doctor Ed. Uh, he said uh, in in the hood uh, they would fight rats. <laughs> Against rival neighborhoods. Well, we, we didn't I think he want may have to made do, it look, up. Everybody thinks that, you know, it's the urban community that started animal fighting. Let's be very clear that originated in the South and that it Actually was. Actually, originated in England. Well, it originated in the South because <laughs> it did. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. sorry. Good point. Good point. Um, but, but no, yeah, we, we would we would fight rats uh, because it was, uh, it was a form of community, it was a way of celebrating unity in our city we didn't we didn't always have look guys we didn't have the st louis blues we didn't have the st louis cardinals we had to find other means to entertain ourselves and we would use these rats and it was our goal growing up as kids to find the meanest rat to take on the tougher rats from other neighborhoods so So you guys imported these rats into the neighborhoods is that where it all started Mm. what year Mm -hmm. was this this was 19 something (laughs) <laughs> so are you yeah. are you happy you're now hearing this or should we leave like when you come in and you're here and you're hanging out on the couch do you now realize why we don't give you yeah. headphones like we're protecting you dr ed we're, okay. we're, we're protecting you from this mm. uh content that's so dangerous now i like to sit there and look at the screen and try to lip read what travis <laughs> could be saying <laughs> Just something 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 racist as hell yeah. something 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 <laughs> denman you suck <laughs> something 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 Tommy, I kind of like you. Yeah. That's, I mean, that kind of covers it. Uh, he hasn't liked me this week. Oh, yeah. You guys are at odds, right? Yeah. He, yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, that's because Tommy enjoys, you know, hurting families and children. So I think no, that's weird. No, I don't. I don't hurt families or children. That, he doesn't yeah. talk all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. See, right now, he is not hurting families or children. Yeah. yeah. At this moment, point, he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, pet wants St. Louis West sponsors the show. They will deliver food to your pet. Wonderful local business owned by Lynette and Nick. Check them out online, PetOnceStLouisWest.com. Again, fresh food delivered to you and your pets throughout the St. Louis area. Oh, Tommy is helping so much. Uh, check out the, uh, the recipes online. Guaranteed analysis of the food. They are of the same, I guess, uh, beliefs or uh, ethos of Dr. Ed. It's uh, a little bit of all the good stuff in their food, not the uh, just the pushing of the marketing that uh, gets people to buy the gluten-free uh, for their uh, for their dogs and whatnot. Check out Pet Once St. Louis West online today and have them deliver food. Uh, Gardner, do we have a, an excellent dogs on film? 
prepared by yourself, maybe even Sean. I, I think we have a pretty good one. And okay. But first, oh, boy. Just since we have this ready, I think. Dr. Ed. Dr. Ed. The good doctor is in. Beautiful. There we go. I just wanted to put that one out there. But, yeah, uh, Travis, will you do the honor of introducing Dogs on Film? It's now time for Dogs. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> oh, hell. You son of a... Are you controlling this? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Are, you, are you ready? Uh-huh. On film. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the one... <laughs> yeah well played certainly uh dogs on film gardner tell us about it dogs on film interesting name for this segment (laughs) we had good intentions to begin sure using dog films to you know pitting them against each other to guess a rating but we ran out of dog films so we just kind of come up with different themes uh, for this game. This game involves six movies, three pairings. We put one movie against another. You have to guess which one has a better score on Rotten Tomatoes. We have a seventh movie, a tiebreaker movie, that you have to guess closest to the actual score if we get to it. The total number of points you can get in the regular portion is three. So we'll see who has the best score at the end of those first three sets. And go from there. If someone has the best score at that point, they're declared the winner. If there's a tie, we do have that tiebreaker. Now, I said we have themes. We have a theme for each pairing this week. Sometimes we do an overarching theme that kind of covers everything. But once again, this week, it's a theme for each pairing of the movies. Now, throughout, I might decide to tell someone or someones if they're right. And if they're right, we'll give you a... Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. If they're wrong... (laughs) That's what you don't want to hear. But Mm. you'll hear those two sounds. My friend Sean gives you a... He kind of narrates a little bit. Gives you a brief description of the movie in case you haven't seen it to try to help you along. I got together with Sean yesterday at his apartment. And uh, we we did the recording there. And then uh, touched it up afterwards. But... Sean was able to, once again, provide descriptions here for you. And I don't... Re- Chris, did you win last week? Who won last Probably. Week? I would think so. Chris yeah. has been on a pretty good roll here as of late. Now, Tommy gets to play along this week because Tommy doesn't know Ooh. any of the movies that we're doing. Now, I will give you... Taking it down. The oh, no. themes. <laughs> movies that'll make you cry. Oh, wow. Aww. Movies set in Africa. Ooh. Documentaries. Oh. In the tiebreaker, I'll just say it was in the news this week. So that's what your themes are for this week. Now, there were a lot of Blues fans crying at the Stanley Cup as the Blues got it. They finally got it after 50-plus years. So we'll use crying movies, movies that will make you cry to kick things off. You guys ready? Oh, absolutely. All right. Let's do it, my brothers. 
Are we ready? How are you feeling today? Miserable. It's my nature. Ready? Brian's song, 1971. Sports, drama, sport. One hour, 14 minutes. Brian Piccolo, James Kahn, and Gail Sayers. Billy D. Williams are teammates of the, of the mid-60s Chicago Bears. At a time when professional football still bears a certain amount of race-based segregation. The growing friendship between the white Piccolo and the black Sayers, as well as their wives, Joy, Shelley Fabergé, Faber. Fabergé's and Linda, Judy Pace, becomes a symbol of harmony during the civil rights era. The bond grows stronger still, still when Piccolo receives some shattering and unexpected news. If it doesn't make you cry, you're, you're heartless human being. <laughs> Can't sit through that one ever. I love you, Brian Piccolo. <laughs> well, there's your first one. Brian's song. Another movie that'll make you cry. Here we go. Everything below my waist is kaput. All right, next up we have Dead Poet Society, 1989 drama teen. Two hour, 20 minutes. A new English teacher, John Keating, Robin Williams, is introduced to an all boys preparatory school that is known for its ancient traditions and high standards. He uses unorthodox methods to reach out to his students who face enormous pressures from their parents and the school. With Keating's help, student Neil Perry, Robert Sean Leonard, Todd Anderson, Ethan Hawke, and others learn to break out of their shells, pursue their dreams, and Seize the day. I don't know why that's such a crybaby movie, you say. Why, when he gets fired? Oh, please don't go, Mr. Keating. Captain, my captain. So there you go. Dead Poet Society versus Brian's song. Has he seen that movie? Dead Poet Society? Yeah. He has. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to try to explain yeah, my French song. No, yeah. you don't want to do that. So, uh, Dr. Ed, it's your segment. What you got? Oh, gosh, I love both of those movies. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go, just because it's newer and it's Robin Williams, I'm going to go with Dead Poet Society. Okay. Tommy? I, I've only seen Dead Poet Society, so I have to go with that. Travis? Brian Song. I'm also going to go Brian Song. All right. Those of you that went Brian Song. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. A 92 for Brian Song and 84 for mm. Dead Poet Society. Can I say Dead Poet Society is pretty overrated? Is that is that rude to say? You can say what you want. Juneteenth. It's okay. I think people make it out to be more than what it really is. It's okay. Okay. No, that's fine. I can say that also on Juneteenth. So yes, it's, that's it's what. Cool, yeah, guys. it's very clear. I thought you were going to say something like Patch Adams was better than Dead Poet oh, Society or something. Oh yeah, like for that. being one hundred. Okay. It was. okay. No. Uh, What's the one? What dreams may come? That's the one I, Travis would support. He'd oof. be like, "Yeah, I was really into that." <laughs> Sorry, <Oof>. go ahead. <clears throat> All right. So Chris and Travis each have one. Tommy and Dr. Ed Nil at this moment. We move on to movies set in Africa. Movies set in Africa. Here is uh, your first one. <laughs> your first. <laughs> Here's your first one. Next up, we have Blood Diamond, 2006. Drama thriller, 2 hours, 23 minutes. As civil war rages through the 1990s Sierra Leone, two men, a white South African mercenary, Leonardo DiCaprio, and a black Mende fisherman, Jaman Hansu, become joined in a common quest to recover a rare gem that has the power to transform their lives. With the help of an American journalist, Jennifer Connelly, the men embark on a hazardous trek through the rebel territory to achieve their goal. 
Bowl. On Monday, it was the 25th anniversary of the white Ford Bronco chase. Did you watch that as it was happening? I did. I was working. Uh, where was I working? Some restaurant. And, you know, we had a little tiny TV. We were out. Everybody, everybody stopped doing everything. And it was before telephones. Everybody wasn't sitting there watching them on their phones. And the restaurant, they kind of, they had one on the bar. Oh, that's right. They had a little TV in the bar. So the whole restaurant just left their chairs, crammed into the bar and watched it. Weird. It was a place called Donovan's. It was up on Manchester. I'd just gotten here from Chicago. Do you think OJ's guilty? Probably. He was. <laughs> yeah, I think he did it. That's all I have to say about it. I'm pretty sure he's guilty, yeah. <laughs> so. Fond memories. Yeah. Blood Diamond is your first one. Um, here. Uh, <laughs> Leo with the best South African actor uh, ever. Here. Here. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, that's fine. I mean, I knew that was going to happen when we selected that movie. So mm-hmm. Was that not a good accent? Oh, he's even the garbage. <laughs> Tommy, South we've African heard accent. your accents. They are yeah. absolutely brutal. No, yeah. I'm j- I w- no, he's asking if Leo's if was... I haven't oh, seen the okay. movie. It's, it's not the best. I think they would have given him a dialect coach. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thanks. All right. Blood Diamond, the first of your movies set in Africa. Here is your second. Next up, out of Africa, 1985. Drama romance, two hours, 41 minutes. Initially set on a being on being a dairy farmer, aristocrat, aristocrat Karen Blixen, Marin's, Meryl Streep, travels to Africa to join her husband, Broer, Klaus Maria Brandauer, who instead, of, who instead spends their money on a coffee plantation. After discovering Broer is unfaithful, Karen develops a feeling for Hunter, Denny's. Develops feelings, not a feeling. After discovering Brewer is unfaithful, Karen develops feelings for Hunter Denny's Robert Redford, but realizes he prefers a simplistic lifestyle compared to her upper-class background. The two continue on until a series of events force Karen to choose between her love and personal growth. Which way would you go? That probably, you know, I, I don't know, you know. Be an aristocrat or simplistic? Depends, you know, how easy the simplistic life was. I mean, if it's as hard as mine is now, I'd take the, uh, I'd take the aristocrat any day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While we were trying to record this, Blazing Saddles was on in the ah, background, just so you know, Dr. Nice. Yeah, there were <laughs> moments of stopping and singing along with whatever might have been on the television at the time. So we have uh, Blood Diamond versus Out of Africa in movies set in Africa. Let's start with Travis. Man, Blood Diamond was good despite Leo's awful accent. Uh, but out of Africa, I feel like has such a huge following with c- critics. I'm going to go out of Africa. Chris. I think you're trying to okie somehow, but I'm going to go with Blood Diamond. Tommy. Out of Africa. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I got to go with out of Africa. Okay. Chris, the lone person to go with Blood Diamond. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. Mm. Blood Diamond, a 63. Really? Out of Africa, a 60. Oh, no. <laughs> Interesting. Good doctor's about to throw his microphone. He, he looked at me and then looked away. I, I, I think that's low for Blood Diamond. I thought it was pretty good. I think it's probably low maybe for both of what we were thinking. You got to get inside. I think the only thing that kind of hurt corner. Blood Diamond, I mean, it... it you did have two white saviors in a movie about African struggles. So that kind of maybe put a dent in it. But it still overall was a well-acted, decently written movie. 
63 is kind of low, but out of Africa at 60, that's weird. I, I would expect it at least in the 70s. Are you trying to say the prequel to Blood Diamond was Green Book? Is that what you're saying there? Mm. <laughs> Very likely that it was. <laughs> All right. Don't get Dr. Ed fired up. So Chris has two. Travis has one. Tommy and Dr. Ed, zero at this moment. All right. We move on to documentaries. Documentaries. Here's your first one. All right, next up, Pumping Iron, 1977, sport indie film, one hour, 25 minutes. This partly real and partly scripted film documents what many consider to be the golden age of bodybuilding that occurred in the 1970s. It it depicts two major competitions, Mr. Universe, which is for amateur participants, and Mr. Olympia, which is for pros. In the former, Mike Katz and Ken Waller are profiled, while in the latter, the chief contenders are Lou Ferrigno, Frank Columbus, Bo Columbu and Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was hoping to take home his a sixth win. Did you ever do any bodybuilding? No. Lifted weights, you know, of course, like every teenager does. Have you ever been to Venice Beach? Yes, I have. Did you lift weights there? No, I did not. Did you think about it? No, I did not. Play basketball there? No, I did not. Do anything there? Yeah, I got stoned as hell, drunk, you know, whatever, like everybody else. Who was in bodybuilding and playing basketball? Duh. Yeah. I'm Good the point. idiot. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry Somebody about right. that. Yeah. Arnold what? Uh, Spotsenegger. yeah. So, Pumping Iron is your first documentary. Here is your second. Next up, King King of Kong, A Fistful of Dollars. The King of Kong, A Fistful of Dollars. It says quarters. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well, it's suggestive, uh, you know. And it was the King of Kong. The King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters. 2007, sport documentary. One hour, 19 minutes. Named Video Game Player of the Century in 1999, Billy Mitchell sets a record score in Donkey Kong that many felt would never be broken. In 2003, Steve Wiebe, who has recently lost his job, learns about the record, sets out to beat it, and does. So both men embark on a cross-country battle for inclusion in the 2007 Guinness Book of World Records as the supreme king of the electronic game. All right. So you have the King of Kong, a fistful of quarters, versus pumping iron. Let's start with Tommy. Uh, fistful of quarters. Okay. Tommy. Sounds more interesting. Dr. Ed. <laughs> I, you know, I could have told you what Tommy was going to go for. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Well, it was predictable. <laughs> you know, game, Pokemon, okay, all that, yeah, that's fair. Donkey that's Kong. Look um, at me. I, I, I don't know that movie, so I got to go with Pumping Iron. Okay. Uh, I got to go with Fistful of Quarters. Travis? Then I'm going with Pumping Iron. Pumping Iron. Travis. Dr. Ed. <laughs> it is... Do you cheat? The King of Kong. I'm not smart enough. A fistful of quarters with a 97. Pumping Iron with a 94. 94. I wasn't sure if anyone had seen The King of Kong. I knew it was, it was popular. When did when it, it come came, out? Uh, Five years ago? Ten years ago? Uh, over ten years ago now. That was talked about. So, uh, obviously, Pumping Iron, everybody knows what that is. But that's been talked about at length about how good it was on uh, a few podcasts. The I King of Kong? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I've watched it a number of times. Again, it's to beat a 94% or what was Pumping Iron? That was 94, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Hmm. The King of Kong. I, I do highly recommend it. It's. It's interesting. Like the villain, the guy who's like the record holder in that, mm-hmm. he's got like a dark black mullet with a beard and he makes hot sauce. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? And, uh, yeah. yes. <laughs> I gotta watch that. It's, oh, it's, 
He's exactly it's who you It's something know. interesting, I would say that. Um, but, yeah, so Chris wins. That was a sweep. It was a sweep. Three. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, Dr. Ed. Oh, he was, in, he was oh, not man. pleased with you. You guys don't that. let me win sometime. I'm going to stop sponsoring. <laughs> 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 oh, no. No. He's throwing it. I was more worried he was going to be like, yeah, next visit, uh, maybe I switch up the vials. Maybe your dog gets uh, <laughs> the go-to-sleep juice and not the, not the allergy shot. Hmm. So, uh, Dr. Ed, like a date line I, right there. Yeah, it does sound uh, like that. After being beaten in a trivia game, uh, which we've got to plan a trivia event, too. Yeah, That'll be good. Been yeah, waiting, waiting on you guys. I'll have yeah. to, Let's rock that out. I'll have to ask Dr. Ed if he has any themes in mind that maybe mm-hmm. that way we can. I'm not trying to ostracize him or anything. I thought we had some decent themes this week. Kinda yeah, they were good. Up some. And also, too, I feel like if we're going all time, like I think you're still up. Yeah. Quite a no, bit. You're doing pretty I, well. I think I remember having like an eight-week stretch where I was lame duck. Now, I do have a tiebreaker. What do you got? And oh. uh, the tiebreaker, we can let you guys uh, just play along with this one for fun. I can't remember all the details, but the movie Back to School is in the news. The Rodney Dangerfield vehicle. <laughs> Apparently, they're ad- adapting it in some way and kind of remaking it, and it might be for television or something along those lines. <laughs> um, I only saw a few blurbs on what was going on with it, but it looks like they're trying to do something with this movie again. So I gave that to Sean as the tiebreaker. Here's his description, and then we'll let you guys guess what the score was on this one. For the tiebreaker, back to school, 1986, sport romance, one hour, 36 minutes. Thornton Mellon, Rodney Dangerfield, is concerned that his son Jason, Keith Gordon, is unsure whether to go to college. So the uneducated, self-made millionaire encourages him to sign up, encourages him by signing up as a student as well. As Jason tries to establish himself among his peers and make the diving team, Thornton falls for a pretty professor, Sally Kellerman, and gets others to do his schoolwork for him. When the suspicious dean, Paxton Whitehead, finds out, Thornton needs to show he can get by on his own. You know, I was a diver, 16th in the state my freshman year. Yes, sir. Sophomore year came around, I was getting ready, you know, around by then I was smoking weed. So, you know, you had to go, you know, practice at 6 a.m. or some bullshit like that early in the morning. We'd all be out there, a whole team, smoking our weed. And I think I hit my head on the board three times, and that was the end of that diving career. Three? Three times. I had to get back up and try it again. That's it. I'd rather smoke the weed. There you go. That's it for this week. Now it's time for me to go to the bathroom. Kathy! Get out of the bathroom. I got to go. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love that that's his closer. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, Travis, what would you guess on back to school? Let's go 65. Tommy. 63. Chris. 47%. Dr. Ed. 55. 85 what? for back to school. Come on. 85. See, Dr. Ed, it's not just all... Uh, yeah, Dr. Ed's going to set the studio that? on fire now. <laughs> I don't know. That. Would you Travis, guess? what did you guess? I guessed 63. I said 65, so I would have... Oh, okay, uh, okay. Yeah. Travis Congratulations. Won. Guys, check out Dr. Ed's uh, his business. It's Hillside Animal Hospital. He also supports Gateway Pet Guardians. They have a brand new facility. And uh, look for uh, a big trivia event in the near future. And then real quick, if you can, if you're able... Give blood. We've got that coming up. What's the date on that, Doctor? Do you know? Um, I can look Quarter it up real to quick. The 12th, I think. Okay, so we'll we'll post that on the uh, We Are Live Facebook page. Uh, it's coming up again. I just gave blood. I'm going to do it again. 
And uh, it's very simple, very uh, quick, very efficient. And you help a ton of people because we need it around the St. Louis area. Yeah, can we get Sean out for that? Oh, I don't know if you would want to. Would they take his blood? I don't know. Um, do you need to start a fire? <laughs> you can be like an accelerant might, of some sort? Yeah, they might. I don't, I don't know what they'll find in there. Let me like <laughs> <laughs> like see what day it is. That's July 10th. <laughs> what, at, uh, and we've got uh, the event Wednesday, July 10th, 10.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. There's a few slots that still need filled. So if you're listening and you can uh, be in the general area of Dogtown, the Grove, the hill uh for half an hour on that day I, stop by i realized i forgot to include it in there but i i did do a bit of a health checkup on sean and i do it every once in a while you i asked performed it? i asked him how's the brain tumor going and he's like oh it's fine still calcified over there no reason to deal with anything with it so like he has a brain tumor he's got a tumor that's calcified so it's just there so it's like it, it doesn't a dog, impact anything it? <laughs> not, not me personally but <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, that's not funny. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm he's a, no, he's a, he's a medical marvel. He I don't is. understand it. Hmm. Dr. Ray, there's one thing that I would love for you, and maybe you've seen it before in your visits to New York, but uh, a lot of people here love bringing their pets on trains. How does, what, how does that work for their anxiety when they're in a steel tube filled with thousands of people underground? Does that do well for their anxiety, or do dogs naturally get used to that? I, I would think that I think if your dog had anxiety, it would be really hard to get him on the train. So I, I would assume yeah. the ones that are on there are probably well adjusted already. Hmm. Are you going to get a pet and take it on the train? No, I, I <laughs> it, like it's, it's New York. It's absolutely fascinating for several reasons, but that's one thing that blows me away. People will bring their, the, the you know, little small dogs that you can put in a purse and you'll bring, you know, even a German shepherd that comes up to your chest. Like people just move throughout the city with their pets. And I just wonder like even for most humans, that gives them anxiety. I just was curious whether that would drive an animal wild because there's so much going on that I would imagine over time that dogs would get pretty freaked out by just different people, the different smells, the sounds, and the, the just how close you are to things. But a lot of people do it here in the city. Do you keep having flashbacks uh, to your childhood and when you see all the rats running around? Mm, good question, Dr. Ed. You know? yeah. Hey, Ben, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> what a great note to end on. Dr. Ed's had enough of us. <laughs> Dr. Ed, we love having you in. Thank you so much, sir. Yep. Yeah, I won't lose next week. Uh-oh. He won't be here next That's week. Right. He's, getting, uh, he's getting a bionic oh, shoulder right. put in. That's right. He's going to come back and he's... He can actually Google... The answers to the uh, to dogs on mm. film with his new shoulder. Doctor Ed, you're getting Tommy John surgery. Uh, rotator cuff. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. You can be the fifth starter for the Cardinals yeah. here at the end of the season. Mm. Yeah. They could use you for sure. Uh, yeah, they could use oh my. You, yeah. That's just gonna make the punch harder when he hits you for winning all these weeks in a row. Oh, I won't be winning ever again. That's okay. for sure. They're yeah, gonna t- put a put Dr. a chip in you while you're in there. <laughs> See, we don't want you getting lost. <laughs> that what you're I, believe it or not, I, I actually have a cli- I have a client who chipped himself. Really? Sh- and we did you the- do it? No, no, I did <laughs> not do it. Why did he do that? They were, they were. He was at a seminar and they were li- talking about these chips for people. Doctor Ed. And him and a bunch of other professionals. I'm you know what we should do for Doctor Ed? We should, we should get him a cone to put around his neck after surgery. <laughs> After surgery. I, uh, 
the cone of shame for Dr. Ed. <laughs> Finally, all those animals get back at you after all these years. So wait, so the chip went into your... He actually has a chip, and we got our scanner out. How do you feel like the, about this? Uh, I think there was some alcohol involved. His <laughs> <laughs> veterinarian conventions are wild. Uh, he's not a veterinarian. Okay, okay. No, he's, okay. he's a medical my, professional. Oh. oh. My conspiracy meter is going off. Yeah, oh, that's good. We'll, we'll have to talk off mic uh, about this. Dr. Ed, again, thank you so much for coming in each and every week. We'll miss you next week, yep. but we'll have you the week after. Yes, I'll be here. All right. Dr. Ed, again, Hillside Animal Hospital. Check them out online. I just shared the uh, blood drive information to the We Are Live Facebook page. We'll take a quick break, let Dr. Ed get out of here, stop dealing with us, and we'll come back with Fair Foul. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live. Welcome back. Big thanks to Dr. Ed from Hillside Animal Hospital for coming in as he does each and every week. We'll miss him next week. He's getting uh, rotator cuff surgery, but uh, he's in good hands with great doctors here in St. Louis. Travis, we have uh, an exciting fair foul topic that has uh, a little bit to do with uh, our intern watching Netflix while driving a motor vehicle. And uh, our winner today gets $10 to Southtown Pub. Before we jump to that, got to say thanks to Tommy Bannister, Circuit Properties. Got to say thanks to Getaway Carts, getawaycarts.com. And on Facebook, they've got a, a custom blues cart that's available right now. So if you want to cruise around Soulard or one of the other great neighborhoods in St. Louis, check out getawaycarts.com for a blues-specific cart, everybody. Gardner, we ready? Travis, we ready? Tommy, we ready? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. C. It is now time for the people's fair or foul. At this defining moment, change has come to America. People often ask me, what's fair or foul? Is it a segment? Is it a movement? Is it hope? I can't say for certain. Time will be a true test of its power. But I can say, fair or foul is now and forever for the people. Gather around the radio with your loved ones and hold on to your butts. It's now time for fair. We give it back to you, the people. Or foul. <laughs> That's Travis Terrell laughing at Jack Flaherty as he continues his mediocre run this season for the St. Louis Cardinals after calling out three-time world champion LeBron James in the offseason. Take that, MAGA Flaherty. Hope oh, you man. apologize to the king, and maybe you can turn your season around. You ain't got that dog in him, it seems. He ain't got the dog in him, I guess. I love his comments last night during the press conference how apparently the ball just flies out of Bush Stadium now. Yeah, because that's what Bush Stadium 3 has been known for since it's Top been built over the last part. 15 years. Balls flying out of the outfield. Jack Flaherty, you suck. Oh, boy. It doesn't suck. No, he still had a decent game last night. A plus four ERA and losing to the freaking Florida Marlins. Yeah, you suck. Tommy, you look like you have something to say. Yeah, I just I want to say uh, this whole thing is about me uh, watching Netflix while I drive. I play Pokemon and drive way more than I do Netflix. That's even more and horrific. It's, it's, yeah, it's way worse. I just want to throw that out there. Okay. I look, I look forward to this footage coming back to haunt you when uh, Mr. Morrison is doing a special on Dateline. Mm-hmm. All right. Why did Tommy run over a school bus of children? Could it um, be he was looking my... for a Pokemon? I don't think my little Impala can run over a school bus, but okay. we'll go I mean, with that. Kid, yeah, well, I'm not it's getting not into a, it. 
little car, Tommy. No, it's not. I've seen you try to turn that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Winner gets $10 at Southtown Pub. Here we go. From the first contestant. Foul! But I'm typing up this fair or foul submission while driving to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the former mayor of St. Chuck. A lot of these are going to say that. Mm. Shout out to the mayor of Colorado. I almost guarantee it. Yeah. Driving while watching Netflix? That's foul as hell. <laughs> Jesus H. Christ, what are you people thinking? Netflix shows are all past their prime. You should spend your commute watching HBO now. <laughs> Hashtag Ladybird. <laughs> it's from Jamie Moyers. Fancy foyer. I just I want to commend Ladybird on such a unique and Oscar-worthy mm -hmm. film. It's just so, so unique. Uh, what do we got, guys? Those are our two submissions today. Uh, I'll go Jamie Moyer's Fancy Foyer. Travis Terrell. The Moyer of Foyer. Tommy. Uh, I was going to go with the first one. <laughs> with, uh, with the mayor of Colorado. Yeah. Jamie Moyer's Fancy Foyer wins $10 to Southtown Pub. And a free wall t-shirt will make that happen. Thanks to everybody for uh, jumping in today. Big thanks to Dr. Ed from Hillside Animal Hospital. Very, very, very thankful for all of you tuning in. We're back tomorrow live at 8 a.m. Gardner, what do you got? Real quick before we go, Travis, it might be uh -huh. time to shut it all down. Just shut everything down. Hmm. Oh, boy, what happened? A uh, uh, Kansas City Star headline, O.J. Simpson isn't sold on taking Chiefs Patrick Mahomes in fantasy football. Jesus Christ. So we're done. It's all over. By the way, shout out to Kansas City who elected a new mayor yesterday, mm -hmm. who is a WashU alum. Where? Gotta love St. Louis controlling the state of Missouri. And how about that? Is he like 34, something like that? Or Yeah. Very young. And here's, here's a fun fact for you, Gardner. Former law professor at KU. Oh. It's been, it's been a good uh, run for rock chalk here. Gary Woodland winning the U.S. Open, and uh, now this. How about that? Shout out to the Midwest. You're not a slum flyover country as much as I thought. Don't forget comedy this Thursday. <laughs> Southtown Pub. Bring your friends. We'll be there. Guys, thanks for tuning in. We're back live tomorrow at 8 a.m. We'll see you then. Peace. Tommy, eat a dick. <laughs>